This is firefighter Raphael Poirier reminding you that every day a portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards helping first responders. Try the new pastrami Reuben, loaded with hot pastrami, sweet and tangy slaw, and melted Swiss. For a limited time, get a medium pastrami Reuben for just $6.39. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time offer at participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Cash rules. Thing around. Green. Get the money. face is red from face camp but oh my gosh I feel like whoa what day is it it's Friday Jim the Ninja James Stewart Zin Fu what's up so really quick I'm gonna turn this off good morning everybody this is Joshua T Berglund's morning gratitude we're being heard right now on Spotify Spreaker Stitcher iHeartRadio being seen on YouTube, Facebook, we're, you know what, we're all over the place. Actually, now it's so cool because you can just put in Joshua T. Berglund, and instead of arrest records, what comes up is all the places this show is. Morning Gratitude. It's amazing. I really kind of freaking love it. Um, I'm really stoked. So, by the way, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Jim the Ninja. Uh, we know each other from the world of cheerleading when we were both... Uh, Oklahoma boy. He's a Texas boy, but he lived in Oklahoma. But we knew each other in Florida. Anyway, Jim the Ninja is one of the most talented musicians I know. And he's going to be on the show very, very soon. And he is the real deal. Like, he's a fantastic musician. And one of the things that he used to do is take, like, old rap songs and countryfy them. And it was just amazing. Like, it is so much fun. So, I hope... That when Jim the Ninja comes on the show, sing across the nation, that's right, buddy. Um, when he comes on the show, I hope he plays some of his old classics. Um, old Man Scott hates shit. Like, <laughs> Never mind. There's going to be about 5,000 inside jokes when the show happens. 
Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Rachel, Bonnie, Jim the Ninja, Jane Stewart. Good morning, everybody. Charles, aloha, brother. Good to see you, man. Uh, today is a really, really fun show. It's a lot of fun. I love having amazing, badass women on the show, um, and we have that. But first things first, I am really, really grateful. Um, I cannot say it enough. There have been so... You guys have... I probably had 75 messages from different people about people that are looking for sponsors for the TV show, Morning Gratitude, um, people going out and tagging the Marriott Hotel, and I, in all seriousness, for the, the, the serious, like, the goofy mood I'm in right now, it's really goofy because of my gratitude for you guys. Like, that means the world to me. Um, it is so inspiring and it just makes it all worth it. Like, honestly, it means everything to me. So thank you. Like all of those shares, all of the tags and the messages of encouragement mean everything. So God bless you guys. Thank you very, very much. Um, also I want to give a shout out and say, thank you. My friend Aaron Hanley is, uh, the owner of the lion's pack, which is an edible cookie dough and it doesn't have weed in it. So chill out. Uh, <laughs> but it, it does say edible cookie dough. It, it It's vegan, 100%, gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, protein-infused, and made fresh daily. So you can just eat this out of the can. So this is chocolate chip cookie, and this one is Reese's in Oreo pieces, and it's freaking vegan. Are you kidding me? So it's called the Lion's Pack. She sent it to me. I got it in the mail yesterday. I'm shocked that I didn't eat the whole thing. But it's really, really good. It tastes like it's the real thing. So, Aaron, fantastic job. I'm very proud of you. I'm excited to see just how far you soar because this isn't released yet. All right, guys, check it out. Pony, good to see you. Good morning, everybody. Everyone listening right now on the radio, you can come check us out at Facebook. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. We have a lot of fun. Everyone's, you know, just freaking, everyone comments. Has fun. They network. Everybody plug your businesses, plug your pages, do whatever. Let's get into this. Um, we have Sarah Michelle coming on the show today, um, who's coming on right now, and she's a terrific. Like, she tried to come on the show, and we had technical difficulties, and it just didn't work out. But today, she's looking lovely. She's at home where she has Wi-Fi, and we get to rock out now. So let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Michelle. Hi. I'm so good, and you're not like you're not doing all that now. So, so we know that you're grateful for that. But what else are you grateful for this morning? My goodness, so much. I think something I've thought a lot about this week. I'm so thankful for personality and diversity. Um, I've just been realizing how different everyone is that I hang out with, and different religions and races and genders and beliefs. And I'm just really thankful for the beauty that comes from hanging out with such difference. And I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot in our culture. I've been working a lot more with clients who focus on diversity and inclusion. And I'm just so thankful that people can be so different and bring different perspectives to the table. I love that. What exactly do you do? Uh, I almost called you Michelle because I put her on the screen. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. What do you What do you do? I mean, I do a lot. I drink coffee and I walk my dogs. Uh, 
professionally speaking, I own a marketing agency, and so I work with businesses to help them grow through branding. And so I work specifically with brand identity, marketing strategy, and messaging. So helping businesses really figure out who they are and if there's a disconnect between who they think they are and who their audience thinks they are. And then from there, putting together a strategy of what is the best way to actually reach your audience so that you're not wasting the marketing dollars. And then messaging, what content are you putting out there and does it actually fit your brand and is it actually connected with people that you want to connect with? So what made you get into that business? I mean, that's a very competitive field. I mean, what what would inspire you to say, hey, I want to throw my hat in the ring and try to make this happen? Yeah, I think I've just always had a fascination with the psychology aspect of marketing. Um, growing up, I was kind of one of those wallflower kids that didn't really feel like I fit in anywhere. And so I sort of knew how to hang out with a bunch of different groups. And I could talk about nail polish with the cheerleaders. And I could talk about... <laughs> Versus with the church kids, and I cursed with the non-church kids, and um, I just really struggled with identity and finding my place in this world, and it kind of created this fascination with branding and identity. And so, when I was older and decided to go to college, um, very much against my parents' wishes, I chose advertising. Um, they were convinced that you can't make money with a communications degree; that's a horrible major. Uh, but I really loved it, and I'm glad I stuck with it, and it's just been a natural interest. So, okay, I mean, I'm going to guess here. So you, because you like different people, you hung out with different crowds, you're in branding. That, to me, that means what gives you a unique advantage over other people or your competitors is that because of your background of just liking different crowds and wanting to fit in, it gave you a very unique perspective so that when you're able to work with a brand, say a vegan cookie dough or a skincare line like Face Camp, you're able to look at that and kind of go, okay, who's the target demo? Oh, okay, this is how you can appeal to them. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And I think also just the importance of authenticity you know, I could talk to these different groups, but I wasn't really fully in that group. And so I think a lot of brands struggle with, well, we want to reach millennials or we want to reach this audience. But when you really break down their brand, that's not the audience. And so a lot of times the reason that businesses are being held back from success is just because they see themselves differently than the audience is seeing them. What, let me ask you something. So when you were fitting in, when you were hanging out with all the different types of people because you pr frankly thought that white people were boring and it was good to diversify, I, you didn't say that I did, but that's why I, I, for the record, a lot of what I'm saying to you right now is because I relate to you, but did you ever feel like you had an identity crisis growing up? Like you just didn't feel like you belonged anywhere, even though you were kind of a little bit of everywhere? All the time. I kind of felt like that Dr. Seuss book, Are You My Mother? My mother, that was sort of my life of, oh, am I a cheerleader? Am I a jock? Am I a punk? Am I, you know, like a church kid? Am I, you know, whatever? And I really struggled because I could kind of relate. I genuinely could relate to different pieces with all these groups. Right. But it me. I was someone who was very unique and didn't really have a box. It took me a long time to really be comfortable saying, I am my own box, I am my own brand. And I think that that is where you know, 
comes from, but man, is it a struggle and a journey to get there. Oh my God, this makes me so happy we're having this conversation. I remember in seventh grade, um, I, God, I can't believe I remember his name. His name was Darren. We remember the, uh, the trapper keepers, the, the folders when you were in school and you could draw on some of them. So my friend Darren was a skater and he had like crazy hair and like I was the preppy kid, but really I kind of identified more with the, well, the, 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 the anarchist. And I remember like all the crazy symbolism he would draw all over. And so then I would start doing the same thing. And then I would start drawing on my shoes. And it's like there was a piece of me that identified with every crowd. So the athletes, the musicians, like I, the reason my affection for Jim the Ninja and, and every artist that's been on the show is because I love musicians. I love artists. I love painters. I loved I love the the band, you know, people in the band. And, and I was a jock, but really I kind of felt like I belonged elsewhere. Like I never felt like I belonged anywhere. But yet really the truth was the minute that I decided that I was going to start really just living in my truth and being who I would be 30 something years later, I realized, oh wait, my box is the world. I get to I get to relate to all everyone. I get to relate to all of the different people with different interests. And that is actually a gift and it's special and it's awesome. Like, is it the same for you? Absolutely. I think my life is so much richer for having diversity. And I noticed a few years ago, I would go to different social events and everyone was just very homogenous. Everyone looked the same. And so, you know, if I went to a, something from work, everyone was from the same tax bracket. Everyone is the same color. Everyone is the same religion. Everyone is the same. White people. It just looks the same. <laughs> and there's so much beauty in diversity. And I think when you're younger and you're trying to fit in, the world kind of says you need to be in a box because that's safe and we can understand it. So the first thing you do meet people is try to size them up and put a label on them that we can understand. And so when we meet people, we want to say, oh, okay, he's this type of person. Or, you know, she's an INFP. Or he's a five on the Enneagram. And we want to be <laughs> to help us understand ourselves but I mean there's it's so much better to talk to people who are from different cultures and perspectives because that really broadens your understanding and yeah. there's so much more richness in having different perspectives tell me how did you get to the place where you were willing to accept that you were you know you couldn't be fit into a box I mean like the, the box that normally were, were labeled where Remember, like the church crowd, as you were saying, or the band crowd, or the athletes, or the, you know, how did you, when did you come to acceptance for you are perfect the way God made you, and you get to be that person that relates to all different crowds? That honestly took me a really long time. Um, I would say I was in my mid-20s. You, you did it that soon? <laughs> oh my so gosh. Funny. And they told me, Sarah, one day you're going to be in your mid to late 20s and you're just going to feel okay about yourself. And I thought, okay, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, but it was kind of one day in my mid to late 20s. And I had a lot of relationships in my past um, that were kind of toxic, emotionally abusive. And what I started realizing was, you know, everyone is trying so hard to force you to be in this box. 
But then when you are in this box, they decide, oh, that's actually not what I want. We want you to be over here. Oh, so God. I reached a point of being very fed up with being criticized and felt like, you know what? If you're going to criticize me and not like me regardless, I may as well do what I want and do what feels good to me. Um, and that process sort of led me to really dig into scripture and pray a lot about who am I? What was I made to be? What do I really like? What do I not like? And I began to be really comfortable with myself and kind of got to a place of, no, I hang out with me. I think I'm a cool person. And that was a big <laughs> just being comfortable, saying, you know what? I'm not really like anyone else, and that's okay. I think... I, for me, and I, I love that, and I'm impressed that you were able to figure it out that soon. Because I mean, I didn't figure it out until, well, like, what what's today? <laughs> the thirteenth. I think I figured it out the eleventh. <laughs> A little bit sooner than that. But I mean, the I. It was so I don't know. I think really the show, doing the show every day, just kind of because I've always come in here and I'm. Always, whatever mood I'm in is the mood everybody sees, for better or worse. But realizing, like, wait a second, I know Dr. Garcia and Bonnie and Timothy and Kim and Charles and and Michelle and Jimmy. Like, they're all, every one of them are extremely different. And and yet, and they all fit like a different side of my personality. And I'm, I, I'm friends and love each and every one of them. Yet they're all could not be more different, and it and it and in that helped me. I think I think that has been a contributing factor in realizing that just it's okay to be yourself, and 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 really what the world comes to, the the way that that works, the way that God designed us was we we all get to be uniquely us, but yet we are all meant to collaborate, and that is to remove discrimination, to remove judgment, to remove. I think I just said discrimination already, but and to remove our egos and just love and be there to support each other and help each other. Like if there's one thing that we all have in common, it's love and truth. And, and getting to live that allows us to go, I don't care that, of course, I don't know what nationality Dr. Garcia actually is. I mean, we've hung out several times, but I've never asked him because I don't even care. I, but I, I mean, I care about him and I care about what he's up to and what he's doing. But his nationality doesn't matter. Uh, Selena, who's getting ready to come on, she like I don't know her nationality either, but it doesn't matter because in the end, it's all about love and what are you contributing to the world? What difference are you trying to make? And that is how we all get to bond. We all get to bond through that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And I think anytime you have a conversation with someone, you usually have so much more in common than you have in differences. Yeah. Um, and I love, I think it was Soul Pancake by Grant Wilson, uh, used to be on The Office, White Shrew. He's oh. this organization, and they did a social experiment where they put giant ball pits throughout all these different cities. I'm in. And invite people to come sit in the ball pit and have conversations about really controversial issues. And it was really cool because they had people from you know all different walks of life coming together and having a conversation. And so many of them exchanged phone numbers and kept in touch after. And I think once you actually sit down with someone who's different from you and have a conversation, you actually end up finding out you have a lot in common. I love it. And that's, that's the fun in community. That is so cool. Um, really quick, Bonnie, 
You said, congratulations on your day off, but you said something that makes me, where'd you go? Oh, the world needs to move over. Here comes Bonnie Shuck. Bonnie, are you feeling inspired? This is, this is a breakthrough. So Bonnie, I'm encouraged by this. This is going to go into my weekend. I'm excited. Bon so Bonnie, I don't know if you've, I don't know how much you watch the show, but Bonnie is, she watches every day. She's amazing. She gets mad at me when I'm not, I don't do a show. But she, this is a breakthrough. This is inspiring. And it's Friday the 13th. Go figure. <laughs> Bonnie, this is amazing. This makes me so happy. Dr. Garcia says we all come from the same source and energy. Amen. So, Sarah, tell me about a project that you're working on. Tell me something that you feel inspired by that you're putting out in the world or you're getting ready to put out? Yeah, I, so I get to work on a lot of cool projects with all of my different clients. And there's two that I have worked on this week that I thought were really cool. One is an awesome girl, Rachel Rosen. She leads what's called the Spark Community. Uh -huh. And she invented this card game that's sort of like uh, Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples, but it's specific for workplace inclusion. And so it's questions that you play with your team or coworkers so that you can really bridge gaps from diversity. And she was recently asked to go to the Collision Conference, which is a huge global tech conference. And so they are turning it into an app and we get to be a part of really helping to bring this idea of sparking conversation to educators, to government, to different political leaders and leaders of business. So that's a really cool project. Wow. So what kind of person, tell me about a personal goal that you have that may be a little bit selfish, but something that you're, you're inspired by for yourself. Hmm. I would say my selfish personal goal is to become the Gordon Ramsay of marketing. I would love to be able to walk into different businesses, tell them everything they're doing wrong, and then walk out with a giant paycheck. That's the dream. Make that happen. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that sounds... You should have a, um, you should have a copywriter write a, mm -hmm. uh, I forgot what it's called, but um, you should have that done mm -hmm. and pitch it. That sounds interesting to me. But yeah. you look so fluffy, like like just nice and bubbly, and like I don't see you being mean, like Gordon Ramsay. Or do you have a do you have a mean a side? Nicer. I probably have you know a little more of that maternal edge of instead of what are you doing? You're so stupid. It might be you know have you tried doing it this way? Maybe this would be a better approach. Do you drink with your pinky up? Yes. <laughs> and only tea. Only. What? With only tea? Only tea. Spit spot. Cup of tea. <laughs> Where are you from? I am originally from Southern California. Actually, not that far from where you are. Lucky duck. What? So you, San Diego? San Diego. So yeah. you, you've lived here your whole life? I did when I was a kid, uh, and then I'm now outside of Boston. Oh, that's a long ways away. Yes. And cold. So, it's a little cold here. Our winter's been a little long. Um, I actually was in transit to England. I was supposed to do volunteer work for a year. 
everything was lined up, I had quit my job, the visa was in place, and then the visa fell through. And so I needed to figure out a plan B and decided if I couldn't go to Old England, I would go to New England. So that's how I ended up here. I packed up my little Corolla and drove across to New England and then got involved doing volunteer stuff out here. You could have just switched to MasterCard. I could have. <laughs> Sorry. That was awful. Rich says, we, we all just have to break down the doors of our fears, insecurities, and self-doubt. Some days we are beating the door down. Some days not so. But in the end, we all have our soul's purpose. That's true. I'm, I'm curious. What is your soul's purpose, Sarah? I think my soul's purpose is to love God and love others really well. Well, that's everyone's soul's purpose. What is your spiritual gift? Really? So it's similar to vision, vision, right? Like, mm -hmm. which helps when you're working in branding. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have, I have the same gift, and. It's, it's extremely powerful. Like, so like, as I'm talking to you, like I'm seeing all these things and it's, but it's not for, it's not for us to tell people it's for us to help them get there. Absolutely. I had a hard time like professionally doing that because I would, I would step down I would, when I worked for people or I would take a, a role with, um, Oh, if I was a consulting gig and I would give people the vision, I would lay it out there and here's the plan for it. They'd go, you're crazy. You're insane. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And next thing I know, they're doing it. And then after I've been fired or not paid and I had a, I've had a really hard time not being scared of it because it's all my, that gift has backfired on me more. And it's really propelled me to be in this place where it's like, I would rather just give it away. In, in focus on being the best talk show host, whether radio and TV, speaking, emceeing, going around the world, working with nonprofits, like that's what I want to do and get paid for it. But I want to give away my gift for free because I'm like, I'm, it hasn't worked out for me getting paid for it, but it's worked out when I give it away. Have you had that problem? Did I lose her? She froze. How'd she freeze? Hold on, maybe if I kick her out and then bring her back. The gift of the spirit, that's a good one. Where'd she go? Let's bring her back. She froze. Why is it that the demon of the internet, the internet demons, this happens. Look, she's like, she looks at me like, like I don't know, can you guys see her? Can I mean, is she talking to you? Because she's not talking to me. It is really interesting that when we start talking about things like this the internet decides to freeze or is it be live or is it facebook but she's looking at me with this face of judgment and it's making me insecure no you can't see her dadgummit that's so embarrassing it always happens she's actually a really good guest too what the heck is going on she's frozen solid well now she's just gone that, that's insane. I didn't get to ask her about the giraffe. 
Wait, here she is. She's back? There she is. Okay. She's back. Hello? Hey. <sighs> I'm going to punch Be Live in the nose if I ever meet him. Anyway, so let me ask you. So, like, have has your that gift, when did you learn... How did you learn how to protect yourself using your gift in business? Because it leaves you in a very vulnerable, there's, the, there's a curse to the gift, especially with visionaries. So when did you learn and how did you protect yourself in, with your vision and giving your vision to these brands and the people you worked with? It's a really great question. Um, I think I was very fortunate to go to a college that dove into that topic of spiritual gifts. What? What? What church did you? I mean, what school? I went to Liberty University in Virginia, and so it's actually a requirement to take a class that goes through all of the different giftings, what those giftings look like when they're exercised healthy and unhealthy ways. I need to go um, to school. Which was super insightful, and I think. You know, I, for me, my biggest struggle with it is questioning whether or not I'm actually accurate because a lot of times it's a gut feeling. And so it's scary when you put it out there to think, well, what if I'm wrong? And then, you know, this business fails or they lose money and they come after me. And so I think a lot of how I protect it and how I work with different businesses is, for one, doing a ton of research and education. Yeah, really what I believe with different data and making it as well-rounded as possible and then also having those candid conversations with clients to tell them that as much as I would love to say that there's one set marketing if you do this you'll get this result at the end of the day a lot of it is human psychology you can't promise anything you can only make your best educated guess and so I have language like that written into the contract of, you know, you can't sue me if this marketing plan does not do everything that you want. But I think a lot of times, you know, it's a matter of really being educated and when you do the homework in the background and then yeah. consistent with it, you kind of can't fail. And so it's sort of a combination of it's science-based, but it's also kind of a leap of faith. And I think being very candid with clients and having those really honest conversations is really important. But, and here's the other problem. A lot of people don't want to do what it takes to get to their vision because yeah. it's scary. Like you, I'm, I honestly, when I meet with people and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. What's up, Eddie Martin. Good to see you, buddy. And Tony, good to see you. Um, but I, when I lay out the strategic plan, I'm saying this is where you expect problems right here. This is where you re expect rejection and failure, but you have to push through there. That is the spot. That's the sweet spot that's going to get you where you want to go. And every freaking time, they that's the point that they bail. And I'm like, and then they go, now we don't want to, now we're not going to pay. I'm like, you quit. Like no one said achieving your vision when God, when God said, this is, this is your path. This is your, and he sends you messengers and he sends people in your life to help you get to where you're supposed to be. If you bail on it, you're not going to get there. It doesn't come easy. It's tough. There is failure involved. That's part of the process. I can't even begin to tell you how much I fail. I'm, I failed yesterday. 
and I'm, I failed this morning already. It happens, but you have to keep going because the vision is real. <laughs> Absolutely. I, my, one of my favorite stories is the Israelites back in Exodus because I can so relate to them. And, you know, you're not, I think most people are familiar with the story. They're held in captivity. Yeah. Uh, but they outnumbered the Egyptians. That's why they were held captive. So they could have taken over at any point. They chose to just become slaves and become comfortable. All these miracles happen. They're set free. They're traveling through the desert. And then they say, oh, can we go back to being slaves? It was really comfortable back there. We were taken care of. And when you read it, you think that's crazy. God has literally showed up and told you that you're going to the promised land. Why would you go back? But I think we do that so often in our lives where we think, oh, well, I'm in the wilderness right now. There's no clear map. And I'm not totally confident I'm going to get where I'm going. So I'm comfortable. And I see that with people a lot of times that go back to comfortable relationships and comfortable situations. I see it with businesses where they think, oh, well, you know, this is a great marketing strategy, but that's kind of out of the comfort zone. So I'm just going to go back to the safe and I'm going to do the marketing that we've always done, even though it hasn't led to any results. And I think you have to be okay with going through the wilderness and trusting that if you keep moving forward, you will eventually get to the promised land. Okay, so hold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back your story up, and I've shared this before. I, I think I talked about it yesterday. I'm sitting in jail. This is my sixth time. I just day two. This is when I gave my life to Christ, and and then I made the decision that I was going to do His will behind bars. I was going to step the same vision I've had since I was seven years old. I thought, okay. I'm going to start the process behind bars for the next five years that I'm here. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to, you know, have a prison ministry and I'm going to work and I'm going to witness and I'm going to empower and I'm going to share my story and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to do all of that. The fifth day, um, I'm supposed to see the judge and then I don't see the judge. And next thing I know, I'm out in the streets and I'm like, oh, okay. So... Um, now what do I do? Because all of a sudden I felt safer in jail than I did out in the world. I'm back now. I'm on the streets of LA going, uh Oh, well now I have a choice and it's go for it, you know? And cause I made that commitment finally and made that commitment and also made the commitment to do the work to get me there. Um, and that was powerful, but I can't tell you how many times that I've had the easier, there was an easier way for me. But I wasn't willing to do the work. I wasn't willing to build my armor every single day to help me handle rejection, handle criticism. I was, just, I was scared of the truth, but yet the truth was the very thing that gave me joy and set me free. That happened because I was willing to do the work and I was willing to keep going. And, but, but so many people quit. There's so many people bail and it's, and it's sad. Because you're like, oh my gosh, especially for someone like you that sees it too for people. You see, you see what God has for them and you want to go, don't quit. Please don't quit. Like it's right there. It's right there. You've got this. And they quit. You should, people listening, Tony, Bonnie, Rich, Kim, Eddie, Aaron, keep going. Don't give up. It's right there. As uh, I think, uh, who um, who is it? Three wrote three feet from gold. Greg Reed, three feet from gold. 
You know, you're probably just sitting in a bunch of clouds right now and you can't see it. Keep going. You're there. It's right there for all of you. Michelle, the same way. Sorry, I'm done preaching. I just... Absolutely. I'm just really inspired by it because when you see people's vision and you see their greatness, like Bonnie, seeing your greatness, Jane, seeing your greatness, seeing that vision for your life, it's the most heartbreaking thing in the world to see people give up, especially when you see and just know they are meant for something greater. So, um, so I am uh, beyond grateful that you came on the show. I would love to have you on again. I'd actually like to have you on my business podcast too, because I want to get into, I want to talk about vision and business. Um, I, I love the fact that we went a spiritual direction too, because I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I, I, the, 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 everything that has made the show what it is and what it's become has been my relationship with the Lord. And sometimes I don't give that enough credit and, and, and talk about that. So I'm always inspired when I have someone like yourself on the show because it, it, it is like that. I mean, I do, I'm again, very, very, my relationship with the God of my daily walk is powerful, but this show only exists because of him. So it, it's always amazes me when I have people like yourself on that it inspires me and reignites that, um, that acknowledging that this all happened because of him and everything that is happening is because of him. So I appreciate that, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Really do, do me a favor and plug your business in the comments. In fact, all of you plug your business in the comments, but I want you guys to follow Sarah um, she's fantastic. It's just an amazing human being, but please plug it. But listen, for coming on the show, Michelle, I'm going to give you a giraffe. All right. Yeah. Awesome. You can't give it away and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to hang on to it and use it as inspiration and give them a name. You're going to feed it? Are you going to? It's a real giraffe. Yeah. It's a real giraffe. Yeah. It's a real giraffe. Yeah. Well, then the first thing I'm going to do is put in a skylight. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. That's the case. I would probably build, and I think that would be kind of expensive. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Michelle. Thanks for having me. <laughs> God bless. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Right. Bye. Bye. Oh, she was cool. How fun was that? Um, okay, really quick, guys. I want to do the... Um, where is our guest, Selena? Hold on. i got to make sure she has the code. So that was great. And yeah, sometimes we do get preachy on the show, but that's okay because that's what I'm about. So deal with it. Um, where'd she go? Stacy. Uh, oh, come on, Selena. Click the link. Let's go. Party time. So the rich... Yeah, there you go. Jane Stewart. God never gave up on us. Um, hold on. I'm going to send this to her right now. Is she nervous? I think she's nervous. Why would she be nervous to come on the show? The show, the show is like freaking chocolate cake and donuts. It's just so sweet. <laughs> uh, vision and business. Nice. Hi, Michelle, my Spanish queen. How are you? Selena, I'm waiting on you. Hi there. I know I'm, you're here. I don't see you in the, I don't, she's saying she's here. So Selena's a trip, by the way. There she is. All right. I'm excited. 
the, guys, you're gonna love her. She's she's great. She does an amazing podcast. Now she's popping up twice. Now she's sideways. Hey, turn your thing around. There you go. <laughs> How you doing, Selena? It's so different without seeing a microphone in front of your face. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can I have all that? But I, I kind of put it away. No, it's all right. You sound good, though, so it's fine. Except for the echo on my end. No, your end. There's an echo? My voice. Ugh. Anyway, um, Selena, first things first. What are you grateful for this morning? I am grateful for fear and failure. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, I've had a lot of perspectives shift about fear and failure, and I used to see them as really bad things, but I'm going on this journey now in my early 20s, and I'm starting to realize who I am. I'm going down an unforeseen path, and I'm just really learning to embrace it. I'm really learning to look at it as something that's going to make me stronger and looking at my past fear and failures it's really made me into the person that I am today and I'm so grateful that I've I've learned to look at it in that sense instead of letting it stop me okay so guys I want you to all participate in this interview so I want you to ask her questions because she's a very smart girl um, so you guys all get to contribute on this interview. Um, Selena, I want to know, what are you afraid of? Honestly, I'm, I'm a little afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of, of just not being able to, to see directly where I'm going. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm learning to embrace the fear because mm -hmm. I know it's always going to be there. And I'm scared of it, of it, but at the same time, I'm learning to really kind of transmute that, that scared feeling into a feeling of, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let this stop me. And I'm scared, but I'm going to keep going anyway. Because when you're in your early 20s, you know, everyone's trying to figure out who they are. They're all trying to figure out what they want to do in their life. And I'm, I'm taking a, a path less traveled. And... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, honestly. Tell us, tell us about that um, path. Well, I haven't really public, publicly made this announcement, but I'm comfortable speaking about it. But recently, I, I dropped out of college because I felt that it wasn't the right path for me. I'm an extremely creative person, and when I was in college, I, I was in there for about... A semester and a half and I felt like I was just being fit into this box I was sitting there I felt like I was learning about some things that aren't very applicable in the real world and I just started my podcast I just started writing my cookbook I was getting really into my art and I found that my heart was really into my creations I, I really while I was sitting at my desk I really wanted to be doing my art I really wanted to be doing my podcast I really wanted to be doing my my creations that I was that I was you know doing at home and my heart was just screaming like this isn't the right path for you you're a creator mm. you're supposed to be you're, you know this this isn't the right thing for you and I, I really dove deep 
And I was like, all right, like, <laughs> I, I need to make a choice. I need to make a choice. Do I want to do, do my own thing and be a creator? Or do I want to, you know, keep going to college and kind of see where this leads me? Because I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And I, I, I chose being a creator. And I was like, you know what? College is always going to be there, but I, I want to take that scary path. And I, and I was like, man, what am I doing? But at the end of the day, I, I felt like I was really listening to my heart and just doing what I was meant to do. Ah, I'm so excited you said this. This is great. Jane, I'm going to get to your question. Uh, Sarah Michelle, fear and failure. Yes, the benefit and blessings that come from pushing through are incredible. You are inspiring, Selena. That's what Sarah Michelle, our guest just now. Amazing. Uh, get your butterflies in formation. The butterflies don't go away. You can get them in line. Very good, Rich. Um, listen, what you just said just shot lightning bolts through my butt. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm at a crossroads right now of going all in creator or do I want to dibble dabble with things that distract me and take away from creating? God did not put me here to do the dibble dabble blah, 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 blah. It was to create. It was to be on stage. It was to share my story. It was to empower to people. It was to bring people out of the shadows. It was to bring light into the darkest parts of the world. To be a voice for the voiceless. That's what, that's what I'm meant to do. That's what I was created to do. God did not spare my life for all, in all the crap that I did and I deserve to be dead. He didn't. He spared my life for a reason and it was to create. And it was to inspire and it was to, to bring people out of the shadows. So what you just said, I want you to know, had a very profound impact on me because of what my prayers were this morning. So thank you. Um, so, hold on, I'm going to get to this question. What do you think millennia, what did you call it? Millennias? Is that what that is? Millennias? Is that what you say? I thought it was millennials. Okay, what do you think millennia, millennials can learn from older generations, Jane Stewart says? I think, well, I'm still, I'm still learning myself, honestly. But the most powerful thing I think I've learned from observing um, older generations, uh, like my parents, teachers, older friends, and coworkers, is that I, I, I feel like, especially in my workplace, People are so comfortable and they're afraid to take chances. I talk to so many people that are older and they're like, man, like, your age, like, I wish I could have been doing this, I wish I could have been doing that. And I, 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 I hear that so much and I, I definitely learned that, you know, I'm going to take more risks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live life more fully because I, I, I always hear, like, man, I regret doing this, I wish I was you know, doing this at your age and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I've embraced that. I've heard it so much. And I talk to my friends about it even. I'm like, guys, like, take more risks. And even myself, you know, putting myself out there and making, and making my podcast and, you know, doing my art and sharing it on social media is, is so, it's kind of nerve-wracking for me because I'm, I'm naturally an introvert. But I've, I've learned from so many people, risks are necessary or else you're going to have regrets. 
Let me ask you something. Are you taking, are you turning your, your, your podcast into a blog as well? You know, my, my podcast is, I, I really didn't have a set map out for where I wanted to take it. I'm really just going with the flow right now. And I'm learning so many different things about podcasting. And I, I want to expand it. So I'm really open to doing a lot of different things. I'll help you. I'm going to, I'm going to, listen, I normally charge for this. But I, I'll help you because I believe in you. Thank you. Um, I will totally help you. Um, so there's something I want to tell you too. So the to me, I hate this echo. It's driving me crazy. The um, millennials inspire people like me because I love how you millennials have learned from the mistakes of my generation and the generations before. Millennials have gotten away from this climb the ladder approach. Millennials believe in collaboration and giving back. And millennials believe in working with companies that are doing, giving back to the world and helping each other. Like, I love that because that inspires me. I've always related more to millennials. Even I've related to millennials before millennials was an actual term. Like, I love that about millennials. But... Like every generation uh, before, you know, there's lessons to learn from us too. Like the mistakes that we've made. And to me, it looks like millennials have done that. And I think it's inspiring. Millennials are not lazy. Millennials have just gotten really creative with how they work. And they're using the resources they have. Like I love that. But I, again, I want to just, I'm going to offer my services to you uh, behind the scenes. And I'll let you kind of open up the toolbox and let you see what I do uh, because I would love to help you because I think I honest to God believe um, that you are meant for great great things you just need a little bit of uh, clarity and it'll help you break through some of that fear honestly I I feel like I'm learning so much right now and I really embrace being a student because I I know that I don't know it all so I, I really appreciate that and I would love to learn as much as I possibly can and grow and get better. So, so thank you so much. The only thing I ask of you is that you pay it forward because someone's going to take you, someone's going to ask you for help and guidance because they're going to see what you're doing and they're going to ask you for help. And there's going to be someone in need that doesn't have the money to pay you. I just ask that you pay it forward and you help them. Everything I teach you, I I, I want you to teach someone else. Will you do that? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. We'll schedule a time next week then. Or whenever it's convenient for you. Yes, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get back with that. Um, so when you were a child, tell me, tell me about your favorite memory as a child. Oh man, <laughs> so when I was- Which was about five years ago, right? Hey, I'm only 23. I'm only 23. God, that feels so young and my knees didn't hurt then. And <laughs> Just, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah.
And I spent a lot of time in my room by myself, and I would draw, I would write, and I would really just be, I would be extremely creative. So I, I would write, don't laugh at me, but I would, I love dogs. Like, I'm, I'm a dog mom right now, and I love it, but as, ever since I was a little kid, I love dogs so much, and I would... I would sit in my room and write all of these fictional dog stories, pages and pages. I still have them. It's a whole binder full of these fictional dog stories, and I would just write and write and write. And I started watching anime at a really young age. Uh, a particular anime that I love to this day is called Naruto that really motivated me, inspired me in a lot of ways. Uh, that started my artist, uh, my artist, side and I started drawing and I would just do these two things in my room all the time. I would come home from school, I would write, I would draw all day. I, I was very introverted. I didn't really hang out with anyone outside of school, but I didn't have an issue being alone. But I would I would really just spend all my time doing those things. Right. And uh, when I was in college recently, I actually went back to my, I kind of reconnected with my inner child and I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm questioning my purpose. Like what was it that I did as a child that was, that was genuine, that I really loved to do? And the way that I found out that I was a creator, I, I actually went back, all the way back, and I realized that I was doing all these things out of pure love. And I remember my mom got me this bracelet set one time. And I loved it. It had like little beads and strings, and I would make these bracelets and I would wear them to school. And I was so, they were so beautiful. And my friends were like, oh my gosh, like, where did you get those? And I'm like, I made them. And they're like, no way, you didn't make those because they look so awesome. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make these and I'm going to sell them to my classmates for 25 cents. And I didn't even know what entrepreneurship meant at the time, I didn't know any of that. But I made bracelets and I sold them to my classmates and I would draw pictures for them and I sold them and um, I would like uh, do these things with the, my mom would get this Petsmart magazine and I would like cut out pictures of dogs and like uh, put them on these papers and decorate them and I would give them names and I would sell them to my classmates and I, and I realized like I'm a creator and I, I, I love creating things and, and selling them and doing them for people. And, it was, I had a good childhood up until middle school, but that's what I really love to do. That's so cool. I love that. Jane wants to know what person or persons have made the greatest impact on your journey so far? Good question, Jane. That's a, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, well, one of the people, and uh, it, it's a fictional character, I have to say again. I grew up watching Naruto. Um, that show really, really helped me because I was going through a deep depression and I really related to the main character of that show. If you haven't watched it, it's a really good show. I don't know if you're into anime. But um, also, throughout my journey, uh, I, I didn't really talk to a lot of people, but I found people online that really inspired me. Uh, people like Tom Bilyeu really inspires me. Uh, people like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk really inspire me. Uh, I, I just connect and Jane. Jane is also someone who really inspires me. Jane's amazing. Uh, I, I'm connecting with all of these great people and um, online 
always don't have to be there in the flesh. You can have friends online who inspire and motivate you, and I'm, I'm really learning that, and I'm so grateful for all the relationships that I've made and all the people that I know now who are living their truth and inspiring me to live my truth. Yeah, you're, you, have, you have a gift, Selena. You really do. Like, I, I'm really excited to see where you go. Um, I definitely believe in you. And I, but obviously, I mean, when Jane, I think it was a couple weeks ago, Jane reached out and said, you need to talk to Selena. And she was right. Like, I've been watching you and it just, I, I love like watching you behind a mic and, and you do your show. Like, it's just, it's, it, 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 it's inspiring, but I love to know about the creative side of you and the cookbook and, and just the creative side of you. Like you can do so much with that for the world and it's beautiful like I it just it's it inspires it inspires me a great deal so I'm, I'm just extremely grateful that you came on the show um I wanted to ask you I brain farted though because I was talking <laughs> complimenting Jane's question and I had a question for you <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot now but that's fine um uh, Bonnie says it's great to see Selena smart and creative so positive at a young age Oh, I want to. No, I know what I want to ask you. You mentioned depression. How did you break through your depression? Are you still dealing with it? You know, when I was younger, it really hit hard. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't like all of the other kids, and I really struggled to find an identity within myself that could be accepted. And I made the mistake of wanting to be accepted by everyone. And that wasn't gonna happen for me. And I, I got bullied and I got rejected. And the depression was hard and it, and it stuck with me all the way up until high school. And even after high school actually, even into after I moved out when I was 19, 20. And I had just hit this rock bottom after being depressed for so long, I realized that I was just, I was just throwing away my real self, my real, because I'm really like creative and nerdy and, and just really kind of outgoing, which you get to know me, but I would really dumb that down just to fit in with other people. And I just realized like, oh my gosh, I've been wearing a mask like this whole time. This is why I'm not happy. I've been, I've been throwing away my true self for, for being, for wanting to be accepted uh, to other people. Yeah. And I realized that was the root of my depression. And I just really, like the, the day that I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I am going to work on loving myself. I'm going to work on expressing myself on like genuinely and unapologetically. And I, I, just, I just threw everything away. And like, I, I literally had to destroy myself. I had to look at all of my, my toxic habits and my toxic, uh, personalities that I picked up and, like, and like, things that I picked up from other people. And I'm like, you know what? Let's start over. So from 20 to 21, I destroyed everything about myself. I went through like this dark age of the soul type thing. And I was really depressed during that time as well. But I, I destroyed like everything of myself. And I just really focused on reconnecting with myself, reconnecting with my inner child, reconnecting with what I loved, what I truly loved that I thought people were going to reject me for. And up until a year and a half ago, you know, it, I finally saw the fruits of that and I started to feel comfortable in my own skin. I started to feel like, like I, I'm, I'm going to be genuine and if people don't like it, oh well. 
but I, I felt true happiness, but it took so many years of just destroying everything and rebuilding myself back up based on, you know, my, who I am. Dad gum. You know, I, I have no regrets um, in my life, but it, I'm always amazed that when people are able to figure it out <laughs> early, because now you now you get to spend the majority of your life blessing other people's lives and being the gift that you are. That is that is incredible, Selena. That is freaking amazing to me. I'm, um, listen, I am so grateful that you came on the show today. Um, you already heard my giraffe question, so I'm not going to ask you, <laughs> but I am going to give you a giraffe and, uh, <laughs> you can't sell it and you can't give it away. So, um, But it's a real giraffe. How the heck are you going to do that? Oh, it's a real... <laughs> it's funny because I saw you talk to the, uh, Sarah about this earlier. No, it was a real giraffe. Like, Sarah's getting a real giraffe. Hold on. I got to read this now. I, I hear some reoccurring themes. Funny how God works like that. If any message is worth repeating, it's be you. You are enough. Okay, hold on. Tyler is throwing a curveball. So we, we both get to participate this in this. And this may be the new ending question because, no, the giraffe is always going to be a part of it. What are three things that you love about yourself, Selena? The three things that I love about myself. I love my creativity and I love my sense of humor. And I also love... I love that I'm going the path less travel too. I love that I've established... Uh, backbone because I was never this gussy and I was never this way in the past but I love that all, all the experiences and the failures and the fear that I've learned to overcome has brought me to this point that's terrific that's terrific um, Tyler I'll answer my question when we I'll answer the question when we end the show um, Selena you are a blessing and I mean it um, reach out to me if you want me to help you um free of charge and um yeah just shoot me a message but thank you so much for being on the show today thank you so much for having me all right god bless take care see you later bye man golly they, she's gonna change the world and she's gonna do it in her own unique way it's gonna be terrific uh bonnie i'm still fighting depression not trying to give up in process trying to fix who i am and live to be happy Three things I love about me, my sense of humor, my beauty, and my personality. Yes, Bonnie, you have a great personality. Um, so for me, three things I love about myself. Um, I make myself laugh a lot. I laugh, like I'll have conversations with just myself, like Karen gets to hear it, because I'm in the office just talking to myself like a maniac, and like I love that. Um, I love the fact that I've been able to accept what my gift from God is and really embrace it and start to use it. Um, I love the fact, I love about me that I won't quit. Um, I run into a lot of brick walls. I am <laughs> like on the ground staring up going, oh God, what did I do now? I do that a lot. 
but for some reason I have this this relentless courage and desire to achieve the vision that God placed in my life um, when I was seven years old and I care about that a lot I also love about myself that I love other people and I want the best for everyone around me I love that desire it's a curse sometimes um, sometimes I you know take away from my own capacity to take care of myself by doing that but my heart for other people and my heart for people that are not able to fight for themselves the pe my heart for people that feel like they don't have a voice my heart for people that my heart for people that are scared to come out of the shadows um yeah so i love that about myself um anyway this show was fun uh god i knew tyler was gonna do that to me um anyway i uh i love you guys i'm like <laughs> you guys are such a blessing to me i don't know all of you personally um but you're all a blessing to me, and I'm so grateful for every one of you that watch, for every one of you that share the videos, that ones that download on Spotify and iTunes and iHeart. Like, thank you guys. That that support means everything to me. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jane. Thank you, Doctor Garcia. Um, Tyler, yeah, you know, Tyler, I'm actually have been talking to her about ALA. I she would greatly transform. I see so many great things for Bonnie. Um, you know, what ALA has done for me has uh, just been terrific, but I really see that for her as well. I want her to go so bad. Um, I love you too, Tyler. Thank you. Hugs to you, Michelle. Um, I got, yeah, there you go. All right, you guys are, um, thank you again. Everyone listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Everyone watching on YouTube and Facebook, I love you guys so much. And uh, yeah, you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Ellie. I appreciate it. God bless. See you guys soon. This one's good. This is Danny Vola, by the way. I'm gonna play it out. Happy Friday. I never thought The Simpsons ride at Springfield would make my mom so fun and adventurous. Woo! I never thought I'd be inches away from a Hungarian horntail dragon. I never thought confronting a horde of bloodthirsty walkers would be this thrilling. If you haven't been to Universal Studios Hollywood lately, come see what you've been missing. Plan your visit online and save at UniversalStudiosHollywood.com. Restrictions apply.